Oh yeah, that's true. Well, let's see if we can let's see where we get to because there's a lot of shit in here. Um, all right, let's begin. It's we can we can wait no longer. We must begin. Uh, so let's that's kick the big things. Rush. Let's kick things off. Let us say that today. Let's, let's meander some more and talk about all the neat stuff we need to talk about. You want to meander? We could. Uh, okay. Um, so this is well. This is going to be a podcast, and I won't tell you what episode because we got to tease things out, take our time with this kind of stuff. Um, but eventually, we're going to reveal a podcast number. I'll give you a hint. It's not 94, and it's not 96. Um, oh, well, podcast title. What is this podcast called? Well, this is the... Um, Wait a minute. Which came first, 94 or 96? <laughs> I would say 94. So, hey, before before we get going, I, I, want, I have some big Oh, news. no, we started. I, I have some big news. Well, the, the, aside from that, there's some big video game news that everyone cares about a lot. You want to hear it? I do. Oh, all right. It's for Metal Gear. Uh huh. Who was that? Okay. Was, was that? Was that everyone? <laughs> that was the whole so, world. So did you did you hear Metal Gear announce their first DLC? Oh, right. <laughs> no, that was their first DLC. So what did their they first announce? DLC. Look. Any 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 female members of your of your mother base, you can now dress them up as, uh, as Ava and, and and the boss, and now Snake gets a tuxedo. But the best part about the DLC is you can buy insurance for your base for real money. You can pay real cash money to buy insurance for your base in case something happens to it online. So it's just like real life. I love it. Yeah, because as you know, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid Six. Insurance buyer is going to be a hit. No, Metal Gear Solid 6 uh, Affordable Care Act. <laughs> Just like us, the neighbor state farm is there. They will send you a real bill for electricity. <laughs> <laughs> it, double, it doubles your electricity usage. That's, the, can, that's Fox Engine 2. Wait, wait, can I roll you know that there's going to be a mortgage? DLC that you can invest in an annuity for retirement? <laughs> Isn't that the best? That is best. This is real though. This is like real. This is a real this. thing. This is this is Konami. They're Retirement like, savings are very real, Jay. Konami is like you can pay real money for insurance for the digital stuff in your video game. Hit and you know video the genius does it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's all the Metal Gear I want to talk about. Hey, this is your enemy slime podcast episode ninety six five. <laughs> uh, it's 90, 97. So, so ninety ninety one. A hundred. And and this is this is your host, Jarrett House. Say something, Jarrett. Yes, that's me, the host. <laughs> and then we have Lucio Lorenzo's oil. I am also Jarrett. And and then there's Michael Douglas. I am Derage, Jarrett's evil twin. <laughs> And then there's Douglas Michaels. Hey, you guys remember the show Wishbone? That was a good show. He was always hey, he was always finding out what the story was. That's what I loved about it. <laughs> you know what I actually reminisced on this week? This isn't actually vid- uh, a video game news, but well, we uh, haven't had the podcast. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon figured out that everyone wants '90s kids stuff to return. So I was watching some Secret World of Alex Mack episodes this week. 
That's and she would, watch she's that. not as hot as I remembered her. That's being. the show yeah, where right? she's. Uh, that's the show where she's a witch and she's going to high school, right? Yeah, I think you're thinking Sabrina, the teenage witch. No, no, there's another. Oh, it's the Witches of Waverly Place. Okay, that was way after. Uh, that's the one. You shouldn't uh, be watching that, Jared. At all. <laughs> what? Jared from Subway should be watching that. <laughs> that was nice. I, I don't know what the topical joke Subway is. burn. <laughs> I actually know what the new ones are now. Um, but hey, speaking of witches. Uh-huh. Which is, yes. yes, you really had some flow going here. Where, where are we, where are we going with this? I, I'm doing a, I'm doing a great, great job. Um, so far, so I, good. I, I had to read um this Assassin's Creed comic. Not had to. It's my pleasure to read it. Um, mostly. And how was the Assassin's Creed comic? It how was, many pages was it? I mean, it's like standard comic book pages. That's not a very good question. Michael the asked the times. Question. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Basically. So it's about the Salem Witch Trials, only you wouldn't know it from the first issue because uh, the first issue is mostly about a lady who is overeducated and underemployed named Charlotte de la Croze. Um, Lucio, what's the Spanish pronunciation of that? De la Cruz? Yeah, but... I feel like we probably could have figured that out without Lucio. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that. so. I disagree. Uh, but you can think whatever you want. Is it spelled in like a funny way or? Nah, it's spelled De La Cruz. Um, oh, okay. So, so you can you can you can tell that a uh, a person of Latin origin wrote this character. Right. Uh, there's just like there's, yeah, there's like secret. Like you know, Roman? we have all Latino people have a have a secret code that you know. Me and Lucio <laughs> recognize it, but the other the you other. Don't three, tell them about the code. What's wrong with you? Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it a word or a picture? Or? There's no, no code. No, there is no code. You guys don't mean like the, the teardrop tattoo, right? Because we figured that one out. <laughs> no, it's not that one. I mean, oh. no, there's no code. <laughs> I actually um, was with a girl uh, shortly, like a little bit ago, and we were hanging out in a bar in Spanish Harlem, and she goes up to a guy that has like two teardrops under his eyes. And she's like, oh, your tattoo is so cool. Well, you tell me what it's about. I'm like, how about we go and I tell you what it's about? <laughs> yeah, you should have just ran, just been like, bye, bitch. He's a theater for my mother how, in heaven. How white? Oh. But yeah, she was white. How white? Um, like that, how that, white? That's pretty white. Uh, very, very white, very rich. I'm super white, and I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she grew up in like North Connecticut or some something. I know. Um, order a taco from that guy. <laughs> he will not find it as funny as I will. All <laughs> uh, right. So back to uh, Assassin's Creed. So Charlotte de la Croix, I actually uh, like the character. I like her a lot. Uh, so, but here's the thing: it spends a lot of time in the modern day storyline. It spends a lot of time with Charlotte. Oh, wonderful! He's, That's the best part of Assassin's Creed. I was very skeptical about it, and I was set not to like it. I'm like, this is going to take a lot of time in the modern day world, but she's a kind of a, of a fun character. I would, I would say for the Assassin's Creed universe. Like if I, right. if I were to pick it up. In a, in a scale from Desmond to Gustavo, where does it stand? <laughs> oh, no one's touching Gustavo, but I, know, but I like her. I like her better than Desmond. Cause he's filthy. <laughs> Desmond. <laughs> what? He had a 12 hour day at work. Of course. He's going to be a little dirty <laughs> janitor. Yeah, they get dirty. 
It's what's with all the. I mean, we technically, we technically got our our wish, right? We want we wanted a, a Hispanic person in the modern day storyline. We got what we wanted. Got Trump. That wasn't my wish. My wish was for a janitor. <laughs> That's true. Well, in the end, it was I mean, enough. In fact, it's racist that you think that my wish is fulfilled <laughs> because the Spanish person's in it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a Spanish janitor. Well, um, it can be a black one. <laughs> Could she be Eastern European? Mm, not in my office. <laughs> <laughs> How Eastern European? Uh, like that kind of Eastern European where they're like just doughy and tan enough you can't tell if they're another race. Ooh, I like that. All right, there you go. <laughs> hey, what kind of job do you think Carlos Slim has? Carlos Lim, the millionaire from Mexico? Well, billionaire, but yeah, you, you ruined my joke. <laughs> well, you know, you probably should have picked something that I didn't know. Is I would have he... just said, I just would have said car dealership. He owns, like, the uh, Juarez <laughs> portion of Kojima's crazy cars. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he owns that and more in Mexico. I thought, I thought that was just the non-stage name of Fatboy Slim. <laughs> no, that's Carl Slim. Washington. Wow. Oh. All right. So, so anyway, Charlotte's a likable character. She's a lot more likable than I than I thought she would be, um, and she's an enjoyable character on her own. I just had a few problems with the artwork. The artwork's not quite up to snuff, uh, which is a shame. Like you can always tell what's going on. The action's real player, uh, but otherwise, it's um, you know the, this artist has a thing with faces, or the faces will always come out a little weird. And do people know the artist like Greg Land, how he traces basically porn star faces yeah and everyone looks like they're like in the middle of the money shot it's, it's a little bit like that a little better than than land that's a bad um, thing <laughs> but the writing is really solid like the characters are pretty solid uh for an assassin's creed title i think you know i'm excited to see where they go and that's basically all i have to say on the title but what i want to say about it is it's actually the best assassin's creed story i've experienced in a long time like, um, just from the introduction, we'll see how the entire series runs out. I'm but not going to argue with you. I'm just going to point out that the bar is not very high. <laughs> <laughs> right. What, well, let's what talk does she about, have to climb to the top of? What's that? What does she have to climb to the top of? Is yeah. uh, there's, a lot of there's a lot of apartment buildings. Like, ah. she, she's already jumped out of one apartment building. And I'm sure she's going to be doing that some more as the series... Uh, uh, on all of the uh, haystacks in modern day New York, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, a ton of, a ton of haystacks. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next Ubisoft thing. I want to talk about, um, I guess, this primal thing, the Far Cry primal. Uh, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> Excellent, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally just the cave wall painting. We're going to knock Far Cry without guns. <laughs> And I guess to wrap up this Ubisoft update, no, I mean, I mean, Primal looks, you know, that sounds fun to me. I don't know if it sounds fun to anyone else. It does. doesn't appeal to me at all. But there's nothing really. to talk about. It's just like a screenshot. Or even a screenshot. It's like concept art. I don't, yeah, think, I, I don't mean, think I like anything like that. Like, I don't like, I don't like movies about it. You very bitter lately, Jarrett. Well, I mean, oh, I know what you like. I know what you like. What? Tell me what I like. You like Amiibos. I got two tonight. Oh, what you got? I got I got a Captain Falcon and a Luca Lucaroo Lucario. So why, why are you so 
so ordinary if you got what you wanted. No, I'm very pleased that I got what I wanted. Yeah, you, we're just talking about how he's unhappy with everything else. I just don't Ooh. like it. I don't like uh, cavemen stuff, and all of a sudden I'm, you know, an unhappy person. Cavemen, that's racist. They're hunter gatherers, sir. Oh my god, they're fucking cavemen. <laughs> they're first what if, humans. What <laughs> okay, they're no the first humans. <laughs> yeah, but what about like killing saber-toothed tigers and riding yeah, fucking mastodons? And I don't, I don't dig what it. Is, like, what if they don't live in caves? You what don't if dig they it? Hunt I, Isla, worst Chrono Trigger character by a wide margin. What? Um, absolutely the worst. What's wrong like, with you? Like uh, she's the best because she has some of the best abilities, like stealing. But she's definitely the worst character. Like she and her zone is probably the worst zone too. Like I don't want this. Let me ask this. What, what why, did you why is it got to be? Why is it got to be the cave woman that steals things? I you know I, I think they that, didn't have a black guy. I think you're right. I think that was way off base for them to do that. Um, but so, yeah, so I mean, wait, wait, Jared, I what did you die inside? We can run through everything if you want. Like we can run through every caveman material you guys can find. I don't think there's any of it that I like. Never you never liked a thing. Okay, Michael Michael did nail in on the first one, which is Encino Man. <laughs> so never mind, I take it all back. What about Fallout? <laughs> Technically, Fallout thirteen was in a cave. No, that doesn't count. That yes, it does. There's, ca- there's the... more cave in the. He's more cave in the, than no. Primal. Were you, were you not a fan of Joe and Mac? No. Really? Nope. Uh, nor Adventure Island. I don't. Yeah, I was, Adventure Island was my next one. I don't particularly care for Adventure Island. I guess. I guess I kind of like that he's riding like a skateboard, but did, no, let me ask. Really. Let me ask you. No this. Tomba, did, no Bonk. Let me ask you this: Did Fred Flintstone touch you inappropriately? I can't stand the Flintstones. I guess I like I, their vitamins. I mean, I, I won't argue with that one. <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch any Flintstones. Anything. What about um, sitcom dinosaurs? Uh, what What about no. the great show that came on in the late two thousands with the uh, Cayman from the Geico commercials? Uh, definitely not. It <laughs> looks so good. But though. Good guess. Good try. <laughs> um, <laughs> Land of the Lost. Uh, ooh, Land of the Lost is pretty good. Um, and the cave woman lady in Land of the Lost is pretty hot. So but she's not anymore. All right, so that's one. We found one. What about Land Before Time? Uh, yeah, Land Before Time is good, but there are no actual but men in Land but Before dinosaurs. Time. That's not. But they, but they are in caves. Uh, Land Before Time was terribly inaccurate, and the dinosaurs did not live at the same time as humans, which we know to actually be true, uh, since the world is only six thousand years old. <laughs> but I won't. That's neither here nor there. Um, All right. So I guess what we're saying is, when Primal comes out, there's basically no contest as to who's reviewing it. Ten thousand BC is that a movie? I don't think I like that one. Ten thousand uh, BC was awful, though. What yeah, about the original however, cartoon Crow? However, what about that caveman movie with um hey, with Michael Sarah? And you know, oh, I I, uh, no. I feel like I feel like I'm not alone here either. I feel like if you go back and look at caveman movies, none of them have high ratings. Like, there's not like a critical darling caveman movie. Like, <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't think I don't think anyone's saying that. I think. What, what about what about Cave Schindler's List? There's 1981. <laughs> there's the 1981 <laughs> hit Cave. film Caveman, starring Ringo Starr. I guess that's pretty close. All right, let's 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 let's, let's, let's focus. Was a let's focus. <laughs> you people have been very unprofessional. Let's focus. So, Far Cry Primal. Here's why I think it's going to work. Far Cry, you're often in the wilderness, right? But here's the best part about Far Cry Three, and that was that dude's 
hot sister we were sleeping with all the time, right? Who had a <laughs> okay. What? I don't so think I got that the, far. At the, like at the very end, just before she kills you, she's like, you know, you are the great, you have the great warrior's blood, et cetera, et cetera, and she's she's on top of you, all that kind of stuff, and you see her her breasts, her, her exposed breasts. She's got like body paint, whatever. Oh, I forget yeah. her name. So that's how important she was to me. Um, however, she had like one excuse to kind of be naked that Ubisoft showed off a couple of times. Now, how many chances do you think you're going to have for naked breast in a caveman far cry? Probably the same amount because they can't put too many in or they're going to get sent to like the modesty jail. Okay, Jared the buzzkill. The Pope will address the, the Congress <laughs> and have very strong words about it. Oh man, caveman, uh, teenage caveman looks like a pretty good movie. <laughs> Alright, so this is the last Ubisoft thing I want to discuss and I'll turn it over. Thank but, God. Uh, Assassin's Creed, okay. Listeners, tonight on the docket, we also have Rare Replay to talk about. And <laughs> no, have no, we can't Ghost do that. In the show. We have Ghost in the Show, First Assault, and I'm sure that's going to be some awesome shit to talk about. Uh, but before we get to it, let's talk Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and then I'll turn it over. So Assassin's Creed Syndicate, they released a marketing campaign. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Uh, no. So the marketing campaign for Assassin's Creed Syndicate was this, right? They were like, we're going to put together this anachronistic search engine. Like, what if you had a search engine in the 1800s? And admittedly, that's a, that's a dumb idea, right? Well, it's not a dumb idea. Like, that would have been really helpful to them. <laughs> that, isn't that just an encyclopedia? It's actually a great idea. <laughs> Imagine how many diseases they could have cured. Well, that's kind of the thing, right? You you search for a disease or something in the search engine, and it talks about, oh, this plague wiped these people out. You know, this thing is spreading through people. Polio, like, crippled people, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess that the engine can be perceived as offensive. So what you're talking about is that it is period accurate. Yes, it's period accurate. So everybody, everybody got their panties in a bunch because people didn't cater to their bullshit 200 years ago. Is yes, there a exactly. website where so I can buy slave by the pound? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's got stuff like that. It's got advice to young men. It's like, you know, the, the pimping industry is big right now. Come and become a pimp and... Oh, yeah. You know, manage your own whores and stuff like that. So people people lost their shit over it, basically. People had a conniption. They're like, oh, it's so offensive, et cetera, et cetera. Now, after reading it, I decided to go and experience the website for myself. And the only offense to me is that it's just not funny. So, um... Was it supposed to be... It sounds more like just kind of kind of cool rather than... I didn't. It was the, was the aim for yucks. Like I that... think the aim was for yucks. I think I think if you guys like went to it right now, I, I I'll try and see if I can find the link. But I think the aim was for yucks, and it's it's just not funny. And then you enter stuff like um, you enter something like Google, and it's like oh you can't search for search engine search engine because then our archives just burn down. You know, it's it's pretty lame actually. So it's uh it's just another little amusing bit from internet that likes to get offended these days over things so wait, are you telling me that the story here is that people on the internet are big fucking <laughs> what a surprise we're gonna have to cut that out we can't say but they're not gay <laughs> why can't we say 
They're gigantic bleeding vaginas. What if I what if I'm talking about my 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 gigantic Sixty percent of our listener base is female. So really? and I'm talking about you, too many. If you want yeah, we're very popular with the female demographic. Hey bitches, what's up? Surprise. They go crazy. What you, Michael? That don't play video games. No, it is. Well, it's it's basically what preciuses. What you're saying, what you're saying, what you're saying, Jared, is that there's enough play- <laughs> go around. <laughs> That's going to have to get cut out, too. <laughs> oh, come on. You can leave my part in. Yep, nope, nope. Not now. <laughs> now just, just cut off after I said that everybody on the internet's a fucking wuss. What if you cut out... <laughs> But then you put like a, a cat sound, like a meow, when he says. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I like suggestion. That. Okay. Or when he's saying cunt. Yeah. Uh, well, we could say that. Say that all day. Why? Why can we say cunt? Not. Because very British. Because because uh, it's not a bad word in Jared a lot of countries. Cunt. That's not a bad it. word either. <laughs> Doug, why would you accuse me of such a thing? I would never. Because like I know a, you love cunt. I would. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, who doesn't? Oh man! Oh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. Just, he says it with such surety. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes, it is true. I love a I love a good word that um, can like send someone into a rage. Like not enough of those words exist. And, right. and they're trying to take them away from us. So we've got like three left. So yeah, cunt is a pretty fantastic word. Uh, ag- <laughs> Brunzer. <laughs> yep, that's one of the ones. Which one? It's it's an antiquated slang for a homo. Oh. It's basically Michael's How do you know it's that? Michael's grandpa like <laughs> personality shining through. <laughs> I sometimes wish my pop pop was alive so that I could introduce you because the two of you could probably spend hours talking about the spicks and queers. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know we don't All want right. to neighborhoods. But we don't have him anymore, alas. And um Spicks and Queers, I think we got quite a few actually. Michael speaking too many for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Michael speaking oh, speaking Lord. of your uh speaking of your grandpa like existence. Um, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about this game that you've been playing? Uh, it's the hit new game. I I don't know if you're done with it yet. Um, I'm fucking done. It's the smash hit, <laughs> the beginner's okay. guide. It, it's I don't about, like the implication it's about that deciding it's about deciding that you want to be an artist and then being a giant pussy about it. I mean, I, I have a I have a spoiler free way of explaining it. Well, it's Michael's game, so I mean, well, I feel like Lucio is going to be very succinct on his. Please, okay, Lucio, go right ahead. So the way that I would explain the beginner's guide in a way that isn't spoilery is there's this man. Just clarify, who, we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing here in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this man who who likes his puppy, who doesn't belong to him. So. He keeps playing with the puppy, and the person who owns the puppy tells him, please go away and leave my puppy alone. So he basically grows the puppy, puts him in a box, kills it, and sends him a picture and puts it on Craigslist. <laughs> that's really the game? That's the game. Yep, no, it's about a puppy killer. Yeah, that's that's way more interesting. <laughs> is it a bad game? <laughs> oh, is it? The worst it's game. A, it's, a, it's a terrible game. All right, so... 
The Beginner's Guide is allegedly a story about <laughs> the creator of the Stanley Parables. Friend. I, yeah, autistic friend. He's not really a friend. He, well, he's not really a friend. The relationship did not sound Right. Yeah. It's the story of the guy it's that a, it's you know, the of, for the sake of the listener, let's say for now they're friends. Yeah, why don't we why don't we curb the pedantry in the sake of just getting it out? Let's just find out what it's about and then we'll go back and very nitpicky uh describe the different problems okay. with how you described it. So go ahead, begin. Alright, so the creator of the Stanley Parable. Is creator really the right word though? Maybe that is the writer. The writer. Maybe we should say maker. Uh, he's actually, but he is co-creator. Uh, he's not the sole uh, creator of Stanley Parable. The so. Steam page says he's the creator. Well, shame on him because he oh. created it with yeah, someone I mean, else. Yeah, because shame he's the same guy that took this other guy's games, packaged them, and sold them. Yeah, it was yeah. Jared. Can I can I finish talking <laughs> about the game and then you can nitpick it? I get, I don't wouldn't say I'm nitpicking so much as just finding right, little right, right, issues. Guys, guys, shut up! This, <laughs> is, this is the story of the beginner's guide. Destroy the beginner's guide is Davey, who co-created the Stanley Parable. Are you happy packaged, with it, Jared? <laughs> packaged an anthology of his friend's games. A friend that created these kind of incomplete kind of artistic Shitty. works that he found really beautiful and presented them to the world via Steam for 10 bucks. For $10. That's it. Yeah, well. Fucking it. All right, Michael. So, how did you find the beginner's guide? It seems as though you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was great. The part where I press W for ninety minutes. Uh huh. That was pretty great. So basically, my big problem with this game is one: I think it's a fucking lie. Well, and yeah, almost certainly. Oh, it's definitely so, made up. But it's. Let me ask you because I was even a little hesitant about even like making this accusation because. The way it starts, you don't. It doesn't feel like a lie. It feels like he's trying to tell a true story, that clearly is a lie because it's written shitty and it's very melodramatic and it's crap. But am I am I wrong here? Does it feel like he's trying to sell this as a real thing? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Nah, think so. not necessarily. I, I think I think it I, I think it becomes super obvious to everyone. I wondered I wondered for like the first hour like that's obvious. Well, not hour because it's not more than an hour long. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I would I, say I for like it, I think, I think it becomes obviously pretty quickly that it's made up. I think after I think of round or maybe after you get to the prison part, that's when it becomes very clear. Well, and the thing is about this game is I can't tell. If he thinks he's really doing a great job of pulling one over on us, or we're just supposed to know from the get-go that it's a lie and like sit back and just you know, right, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's it. either. I was going to sit back and and let you guys comment, but I think I actually have something I really want to say here that that's going to illustrate this thing a little bit. Jay, right? Jay cracked the code. Um, <laughs> I didn't so much crack a code, but it, you know, I feel like this guy wanted to deal with the split personalities of like an artistic creator. Right. Um, and, and, and as like writer and filmmaker all my life, I've gone through these phases that he explores in the game. He's like, you know, this is the phase where this guy just gets hung up on one idea and he keeps reworking it and reworking it. And then this is the phase 
where this guy is happy and his work reflects that he's happy. And this is the phase where this guy is frustrated and his work reflects that he's frustrated and depressed and anxious. And then he's talking about that other side that, yes, you're creating, but you also need to eat. Like, I need success. I need praise. I need money. I need et cetera, et cetera. And all of that's, like, natural and all that's normal. All that stuff is 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 fine. It's healthy for an artist, right? And he basically split it into two personalities. My problem then is that he presents it as something that's supposed to be like this 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 poignant thing and if he brought this to me like as an actual screenplay that he wanted to sell or something it's basically like woody allen without actually being funny it's basically just him um if he took this thing to me if i were teaching one of my first year classes and he took this thing to me i would tell him to throw it away come back in the morning and bring me a brand new idea that wasn't this because there's a problem. There's a problem when you're an artist talking about art where you get kind of so stuck in your own head and you kind of talk about themes and circumstances and shit that only it's, it's really masturbatory bullshit. Right. And it's really only made um, for other artists in the community. Like, Oh yeah, I identify with that. And it's like, of course, but then at the same time, if you're, if you realize the conflict between like art and praise, then you know, doing art that you enjoy versus doing art that the audience enjoys, you realize the value in trying to find a balance in that instead of just, you know, jerking yourself off and deciding, oh, yeah, I'm just going to make this piece of self-blank. Jay, I hear what you're saying, but I think mm -hmm. you're completely wrong because I think what happened is this guy thinks he's a genius and then tried to just stump a bunch of cliches and tropes down our throat for $10. I I don't don't know that he thinks he's a genius. I don't. I don't think that he. I don't think that he has a bad concept, though. I actually. I think that the trailer kind of sells you something that, in reality, the game doesn't really give you, which is the trailer pitches it as let's look at these small scenarios of a game that somebody made, these small little miniature nuggets that this person made, and let's see what it tells us about their personality. Yeah. And I yeah. feel. I feel like no real personality shines through. Exactly. Aside think, from. Well, you can tell the guy is like. I don't know bipolar, but, but he's like movie bipolar. I, I don't know. I don't know that it's, that is bipolar. I think. I think he, as I said, he takes these. He takes this natural artist conflict. It's a very natural conflict. I think every single artist in every single type of artistic profession goes through it, and I think he just split it split it into two parts. Like I've definitely been in that phase that he's been through. Like all I need is praise, and I've definitely been through that phase where you know I just want to working this idea and i think it just split into two different parts I think um too much credit because i feel like this is like he saw a book cover about this and it's like oh that's a game right there that's ten dollars in my pocket <laughs> well 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 okay okay well that that brings me to something else that i want to talk about but i want to address what jared said first where i agree the 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 trailer like, pitches something a bit different no, I th the, the the trailer presents something different. Where the trailer is like, you're going to go through these games and and try and figure out a personality and figure out a story, and I think that's true up until you get to the house that you have to clean. Like it feels like, oh, now here he is, kind of trapped in this idea of the prisons, and then here he is at the house, and maybe this is a happy time in his life, or and maybe as a best friend or a, a puppy or a lover or something. And uh, but this house also kind of feels like a prison, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there, you can... it feels like a prison, Jay. But <laughs> what the fuck is with cleaning houses in games now? 
That's, right. a fair, that's a fair question. <laughs> it's a fair question. If I have to clean a house and fallout, I'm going to be pretty pissed. <laughs> you might. You know they're you, going to you, have you look pretty domestic at the start of Fallout. Yeah, I was going to say there's that pre-war situation. Yeah. God damn it. I guess if you play a chick. <laughs> <laughs> um... That could yeah, stay. Yeah, you know, just get, just get, course, a, just get. What, a, what's just with you, Jared? When did you become a big? Oh, now that can, that can't stay though. A big gape. <laughs> that's going out. <laughs> All right, so let me let me let me let me ask this question. It's a very legitimate question. Um, I want people to take games like the Beginner's Guide and Sunset. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we've had. Maybe Clinging maybe Gone Home. Um, though I'm not sure, I'm not sure Gone Home quite qualifies. And I want to, I want to ask this: Should games like this begin to be qualified in their own genre as art house? Her story is another one. Uh, that's a hard because in my review, I was trying to clarify that I don't necessarily have a problem with a game, or I, I don't know if you can call it a game, but an interactive media experience where basically you're just walking through a story. I didn't play Gone Home. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I don't think it's something for me, but I don't think that's bad. Mm-hmm. I think the beginner's guide is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, go ahead. Let's also make the distinction that Gone Home was a lot more interactive than this is. Mm. Yes. But even if it's not, like, like let's say, hey, let's hey, say like Art House, let's, let's say we accept what certain indie developers have been going around and saying and, and saying, oh yeah, well mechanics are important because that's an action movement, right? And I have my own mixed feelings on it, but they go around and just say, okay, so mechanics don't have to qualify it as a game. Um, you know, you just need to you just need to tell kind of an experimental narrative and we're going to classify this thing as art house. It's it's kind of the same as um as survival horror, where survival horror just emerged onto the scene as its own genre, just out of the blue. So I'm asking. Um, yeah, those are fun. <laughs> I would like it to be its own genre, so I can avoid the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, technically, Stanley Parable is the same genre, right? It's just done well. Um, no, Stanley Parable is interactive. You can mm, do things. Yeah. Well, you know, but it's kind of the same thing. It's still kind of a a walking simulator where you're like interacting with a narrator. Um, mm. See, and there's your genre right there. Like we already have classified a lot of these games as walking simu- simulators, and uh, there's plenty of them out there. Like there's a very and I noticed like thematically, the Stanley Parable and um, the Beginner's Guy has some deal with a lot of the same aspects of you know mechanics and accessibility and uh, kind of conflict between the narrator and the player wanting to you know. No, the creator wanting you to do one thing and the player doing whatever the fuck they want. That kind of thing. Um, so, you know, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. It's just that you will want to call um, Stanley Parable a game and this is a walking simulator because the Stanley Parable is good and fun and this sucks. <laughs> so should, like, I do have to reiterate games, that it sucks. Should, should I mean, we're in agreement on that. Then, should Arthouse Games then have this factor of fun in order to qualify as games. I mean, no, they're still games. They're just no good games. Yeah, I think I think that's the side that I would fall on as well. I think it's that. Not. I don't know. I I feel like there could be an experience out there, like a walking simulator experience, that I would actually enjoy. Sure, but you I, could you could try Soma, for example. 
<laughs> um, it is. It's classified as a walking simulator. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the um, thing is, like, I'm I'm not going to enjoy this kind of like pompous, self satisfied. Just. I think I think what that's I think I that's pretty obviously where the where the breakdown is basically is yeah. this this guy obviously wanted to create something that was too deep and yeah. uh and it, it's just too obvious I guess that he's trying to elicit an emotion from you and he's just being very obvious with how he wants to elicit elicit that emotion and what he's trying to go for and how he's trying to make you feel he and it's in a pre over like it's just it's it's painful I, to listen to the latter half of the game. I, I think the I think the word yeah, but not painful in the way he wanted it to be painful. Yeah, right, I, I think, right. It's I just think, like I'm I'm feel bad for humanity that this like we created the cathedrals but, and you know all <laughs> the wonders of the world and this is like the, the shit people are doing now. Yes, but I think the word you're looking for is amateurish. I think that's what describes this. And I want to answer my own question as to I think yes, art house should be considered a genre and it's perhaps should be classified a genre but i don't think that excuses art house from not being compelling and i think that's what um the beginner's guide is missing whereas her story was very compelling her story is another game is another i would classify that as an art house game um and you know in terms of mechanics there are hardly any mechanics i wouldn't necessarily call it fun but it is compelling it is a story that i want to see it is a new way of, of exploring and breaking the narrative and and presenting it to me. And I think that's very compelling, and I think it's very good in that matter. Um, and I think, you know, the beginner's guide just isn't compelling. I think it's initially compelling, and I think it falls apart because of amateur writing. I think it's compelling for maybe five minutes. It is, it yeah, is yeah, worth you know, noting that we are very much in the minority here. Um, I, I, I know. I, like, we... Please, I know. We are often in the minority. But so I mean, yeah, yeah, we're in the minority of most things. I was in the minority about well, two of us are minorities. Se- about the last several games I reviewed, <laughs> um, white almost er- almost every every game I reviewed this year, I have at least one asshole saying, "Well, that's not true at all. I don't agree with him." Only review I haven't had challenged is uh, Tony Hawk Five. Here, here's the thing: <laughs> like, you can't hear an echo because I'm not recording from inside my own ass. <laughs> I so do hear I do hear a buzz though. Where are you recording the buzz from? That I, is that me? I don't know who it is. It doesn't matter. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I want to hear about everyone's favorite thing, and that's Japanese anime. <laughs> <laughs> really killing over hey. that soundboard, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we before we leave the beginner's guide, because because okay. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you guys if you think that I could. Uh, I came up with what I think is a way that uses the same concept as the beginner's guide, but improves it. Right. Um, so I think that uh, I think that what this uh, game is aiming to do is basically be like really heavy, and um, and and to like make the player feel strongly about it and cry and you know that kind of thing um and the problem that i think that it has is because he's telling a story he's telling a story that's untrue but he's also telling a story that he's trying to portray as true so he winds up getting grounded in reality and that kind of like fucks it up a little bit because you just can't get that heavy with a true story that happened to danny the game designer who lives in san francisco like it just doesn't work like that so here's my new and improved version are you ready 
Yes. Now, mind you, I'm being we're being serious here. So this is this is a, an attempt to make a game that tackles heavy subject matter, makes the users feel strongly, um, and and maybe a little uncomfortable. So the idea is you uh, you get dropped into a house, right? And you're constrained to the house. You you, you don't leave it. Um, it's kind of scarcely decorated. Anyway, you sit down at the person's computer in the house and you turn on the computer and up pops a folder with a bunch of games in it. And so you start at the first game and you play it. And um, they the games oftentimes present you with kind of a, a violent choice. Like there'll be someone tied up to a chair and you can shoot them or let them go and that kind of stuff. And, and they just get progressively like darker and more and more violent. And in between playing these games, you uh, periodically will walk over to your answering machine and you'll, you'll uh, hit because I guess we're going to have to go back in time a little bit, but you push a button on the answering machine and you get a message from uh, your mother and as they, they kind of intersperse between the games, and as she keeps calling you, she gets progressively kind of more and more worried because um, you're not picking up the phone. And then towards the end, she finally like makes you a call, and she's like, I'm watching the news. Please tell me that's not you on TV. Like, Please pick up. Please tell me that's not you. And what you're finding out is that there's like a, a mass shooting happening, and the person who you're playing these games for is the the mass shooter but depending on the choices that you make and whether you go down the violent or less violent paths at the end he turns off the monitor and you can see the reflection in it and if you chose the really violent paths then the person who was playing the entire time was a police officer who's searching the house but if you chose the less violent paths you turn it off and it's you it's the good kid and he goes and picks up the phone and calls his mom what do you think of that game jared i think you should cut this out of the podcast and like keep it secret (laughs) Jared, I thought, you, I thought where you were going to go. Of copies on Steam. Right? Okay, I have a, I have a, I have a much, much, much easier way to do this. Yeah, uh, but Jared sounds good. So, but uh, no, I have a, I have a much easier way, and I, I don't good too. necessarily know about good. I, I feel like it's still a little. Uh, right. Well, it's a lot more just interactive. Listen, just listen, just There's listen to mine. To just listen to mine. Okay, this is going. This is really going to take five seconds to pitch. Black Swan, the video game. <laughs> Who is that? It's a movie. Do, do oh. I get to uh, have lesbian sex with um, with Mila Kunis? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Then yes. Sign really me great. up. All right, we figured it out. Do you feel like that's related to what I described? I feel like I feel like you, we... you said you were trying to take something something heavy and put it in video game form. Sure. In the same in the same way that 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 the beginner's guide presented it. And I think you can do it. I think that you could pull and, off yeah, what I, I described. Think you, could do, you could do what you describe, and I think you could also do Black Swan the video game. I think you could also I... make a really hammy bullshit version of what I described that doesn't work at all. Like it's all about. Uh, or, or you can make Black Swan a video games. game and have it be a smash success. But see, that's actually, seriously, Jared, did you like just think of that at work today? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I was like, what would I do with this concept that would make it better? Because I, I think that I think that the problem is that it doesn't go far enough. Like, I think it's really interesting to say, like, look at this person's work and then try and analyze how they are as a person. But the problem is, is just that the average person isn't that interesting and isn't worth analyzing. Like, I'm sorry that you're sad because you made a thing or something, but like, I just no one cares. Um, and so I think that you have to move into the fantastical a little but- bit. I think the, 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 the problem the problem is you don't have to do that at all. The problem is like if you if you're 
a competent enough storyteller, you can make a fucking reading of the yellow pages. Well, sure, I mean, compelling. yeah, but for the most part, um, I think he aimed for, like, pains that would be relatable, and I think that they're, they're not really pains that the average player... Well, I, I guess I'm wrong. I guess the average player no, I does think you're right about that one. all those pains. I do think that. Because, you know, I, think, I, I get that sense just from, you know, just from, from the different interpretations we have of it on this podcast. And it's not like, you know, it's not like different interpretations like we might have of another video game that's, that's a lot more fun to kind of interpret. I think it's just based on failing to convey the basic thing that you wanted to convey and, and us trying to piece it together rather than, you know, really figuring this puzzle out. So it's not like, say, Bloodborne, where we get that story and we're like, oh, yeah, this is really cool, cool, cool. It's just, you know, he just doesn't have the parts and we're trying to fill in the blanks and we have different interpretations based on that. More based on us trying to help him out than him giving us something that's strong. There's, there's successful, um, you know, like movies about the creative process about writers, about painters and things like that. But those movies are very there rarely are, but trying to, but, but again, they're, they're trying to illustrate like the creator's pain, but like adaptation is not trying to make you like feel those same pains. It's just presenting you with an interesting person and you're, yeah. you're looking at that person. And oftentimes they're very unlikable. Sure. Yeah. Usually. No, I'm serious. Like, you know, and it's not necessarily a thing. Well, but it's part he, of the personality <laughs> of the character. He tries to, you, 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 you have to, you have to, likable? You, you have to, no, but I'm, well, he wants to be likable. That's the thing. Well, but he, 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 he does portray like, himself as unlikable, maybe. though. He does portray himself as kind of an asshole who takes this yeah, guy's work and shows it to other people and modifies it. And so, I mean, I think in, in that regard, he, he nailed it, I guess. But, um, and by the way, if you don't, I think it was worth it. I know that Jay lamented that he had finished the game, but I think if you don't get that reveal, then it's an even bigger waste of time because, like, that's as interesting as it gets, really, it, right it there. It would not have been a waste of time if I quit exactly where I wanted to quit, and then I could just be like Doug and be chilling right now. Yeah, I really feel like there is no value in watching one minute or the entirety of this thing. There really, there really isn't. Like, I, you know, I. If someone, again, if someone gave me this story, I would just be like, you have to go back to the drawing board because this isn't good. I will reiterate, save your money and watch it on YouTube. Let me, let me or ask a... don't watch it at all. Let me ask a question because yeah. I, I think I'm more forgiving of... A little more forgiving of the game and sure. maybe just this type of game than you guys. And so I have a question, which is... And that it's your money we spent on it. A lot of people are very interested right now in making games that are about... Um, exactly what I'm talking about, like a type of pain, a type of depression, a type of loneliness that is um, as as close and personal as they can. Like they're trying to tap into this emotion that everybody feels a little bit to some degree. And um, there was that other game that you guys uh, took a lot of issue with about the, the fat white guy whose life was bad. And I think there's a bit of a narrative here of like, you know, well, you shouldn't feel bad if you're white and live in America. My, I guess my question is, is there a way to take something that is a relatable depression like that and make a game that illustrates it or or uh, shows it in a way that works? There's absolutely a way. There's absolutely a way. First thing, and it, and, it, and more, maybe, maybe a follow-up there. Is there a type of media that already did it? The you're talking about, about the fat white guy, my problem with it wasn't that he was, you know, a, a sad white guy. I mean, it's, it's fine to feel depressed. All of us have these moments where we're in, in low... And that's fine. The problem is that the game, that game in particular, takes place over like five years, where the guy does absolutely nothing but bitch 
about his life and does nothing to change and then, it. And then the other thing is that he he downplayed other people's pain, which doesn't you know which doesn't help us connect. To the sure, and I'm not I'm, I'm not saying like, not only that, but, 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 but I'm not saying I'm not saying that was secretly you, good but, though. I'm, I'm on, wondering, on, is there something that you feel like did it better or did it yes, at all? No, no. But this is this is this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say, Jared. I think. You already nailed the answer to this question yourself. You already came to the the conclusion, um, you know that yes, yes, it can work, but there are just ways to do it. Look, it's it's like it's like this. Your life, each individual here, like your life isn't interesting. It's just not interesting. Like my life's not interesting. Your life's not interesting. I, I told say, you about oh, my yeah. amiibos. Say, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Wait, 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 wait. If I tell you guys today I had to get on a train, I had to ride it for an hour and get downtown, get downtown to the courthouses to present a case, et cetera, et cetera, and then come back, get some food, go back into my apartment, got on the computer, that would not be an interesting story, right? Who's interested? But if I, I said, I, you know, but if I, if I took some creative liberties with it and I said I got on the train and then there's like a hobo attack and I had to fend them off. And I got to, you know, the courthouse, and it was like one of those really cool trials, like in Law and Order, right? Then it becomes interesting. Your life isn't automatically interesting by default, and no one's life is like that. That's why when you have an adaptation for the screen, people take creative liberties with it all the time. What these creators are doing for video games, because they are amateurs, is they're saying, oh, this thing is important to me, so I'm going to portray it on the screen, but that doesn't make it automatically interesting. And they don't yet have those story chops in order to make it compelling. They just don't have it. They don't have the skills yet. So you, yes, you can make it interesting, but the people presenting it to us don't know how to do that. I think you, I think you do hit on something important there, which is that he's already lying. Lying may not be the right phrase, but he's already he's already creating a work of fiction in the form of Coda. And so, but but he doesn't go far enough with it, right? He doesn't embellish it. He doesn't. He just wants to keep it. And and, and by design, like he wants to keep it very simple. And uh, and very sad. I don't know. I just wonder if the there's time I'm imagining Coda being a fat guy in his mama's basement. Like it's hard to it's hard to get invested in that guy. But to your point, I I would like to believe there is a type of game, or it's possible to tell the story that you're talking about in a way that is compelling. But I feel like it's going to walk a very fine line between being like engaging and just being full of itself. Like, I, I play games that were depressing, that were good, like, fucking, this world of mine is depressing as fuck. But, you know, it's interesting. We have we have lots of movies that I think have pulled stuff like this off, where, like, say, um, like, like the um, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, or The Weatherman, or, and whether or not you, you love these movies, they're movies that address just a very simple kind of human condition, and... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, even even... You and I, we were talking earlier this week about Nathan for You, and that's like that's a, that's a television show that it's it, it's essentially about this guy's loneliness. Actually, that is that is a that. that is a surprisingly good example. <laughs> <laughs> but but the difference between those shows and what's going on uh, in these things is action. Like in the Eternal Sunshine and in the Weatherman, the characters take actions to try to deal with their loneliness and their lack of fulfillment with life yeah i mean it, it's it's just a ton of things it's like it's just momentum it's 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 um talking about it in a way that connects like i think you know i think we talk about the um it's called 
It's called Sunset Something or Sunsetting, that one about that depressed white guy. Um, you know, I think I think this is a very real thing, and I think it is really, you know, maybe at least somewhat related to race, but you we but if Lucio and I see like a fat white guy complaining about his life, we're gonna be like, What the fuck are you talking about? I I don't really give a shit and that I can't connect with that. Um and, and, and he never and gave me he never gave me like one but it, simple thing to connect with him with. He never gave me something like companionship or, um, you know, he never gave me something like laughter or something. He never gave me that core to connect with him. It just started out with his, his bitching, his bitching, his bitching, his bitching. And that's all I got. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, it's definitely not, not done well, but I do think that there is some kind, and I don't know who will do it or how, but I think that you can make something that has like a relatable. Um, you know, a way to explain depression in a relatable fashion, because really at its core, like, yes, there are people who are clinically depressed, but there's also just a depression that everybody feels. I feel it every time I I think about how I bought the beginner's guide. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's got to be a way, there's got to be a game where basically you make the player buy the beginner's guide. Oh my God, guys, I figured it out. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's a game. Um, It's so meta. One... (laughs) The, the business guys did make me get one thought. And that is, when did our generation turn into such a bunch of pusillanimous little sniveling shits? Because there's so much bullshit about repression everywhere online. Like, so uh, much of it. See, but I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily. I, I think that, uh, I think it's something that's worth exploring. I just think that the the right people haven't come along and explored it yet. Yeah, yeah the, but I the think right it's something you right buy into because it's it's a very easy narrative to apply to yourself. And everybody's so like drunk on their own miseries, like, dude, exactly. really? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's definitely exactly. true. Like, it is way better to be a victim than it is to be the opposite it's of amazing. that. Amazing. Like, if somebody if somebody brought you uh, your food at a restaurant and they brought you the wrong food, most people now would say nothing and just be miserable about it. But they're kind of like happy deep down because it's something yeah, to complain well, about later. Something after, to post about on Facebook. After, after a certain point, like people are just comfortable with their own pain. It's like, I want to live this way. So there's really no helping you if you, if you want to live this way. And I've, and I've caught myself doing that too, where like I would have like a Comcast appointment or something and like he's not showing up and secretly I'm like, I kind of hope he doesn't show up so I can whine about it and I don't have to talk to the Comcast guy. Like I've caught myself having those moments and had to, you know, kind of snap out of it. And right, so I think that's like, at least for me, narrative. at least for me, I think that's the nerve that hits because I hate that attitude. It's and, and like, like I, and, and I'm and Jay will tell you I'm confrontational. Like you know, if I don't like something, I will like fucking fight you over for it. And I think Jay has the same type of personality. And so, so you know, when I see like this kind of shit, it's like okay, so you're depressed. That sucks. And but you know, what are you doing about it, man? Because yeah. you're gonna fight him. But but this is the thing. I I, <laughs> I think this is the thing. I think. It's fine, um, you know. I think I think it's fine. I think it's therapeutic to explore these themes in your art. I think there's just something there's something a little weird and something a little back patty and 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 something a little smug it's, about it's then releasing it to the world like for money. I, you know, I I think I think there's just something a bit okay. That's that's kind of weird. Actually, um, you know, if you if you go on to the reviews of the beginner's guide, 
there are a lot of people in the negative comments who believe this is a real story, who thinks it's a real shitty thing <laughs> that this guy took the ga- all the games that well, his told him not to show anymore and, and, that, and that's kind $10 of the, the, That's kind of the ultimate test of the Beginner's Guide, right? If this, if this guy who created the Beginner's Guide um, to, to process his own pain and his own artistic anxiety... If he looks at the negative reviews, like, you know, the one on Enemy Slime and the one in the Steam comments, then it's like, okay, I can accept this and move on with my life. It shouldn't be a big deal. That's all I really don't this, feel like this, this guy is trying to process his own pain. I think he's just like, I got an idea people will buy because people will buy anything. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't really, necessarily I, true. I have a hard time buying into Michael's, like, travel, like, like he rolls into town with a bunch of tonics on his cart. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's... I really, I really don't think he's that guy. I think that he just. I, I don't I, think he's I, like pulling his mustache and being like the people will buy this because I tell them to. I, I just think that it's one of those things where. Uh, I don't know if I were if I were to try to write a book right now. I don't know what what would I do? Would I write like a vampire, a sexy vampire book? I don't know, maybe. But it, you could just you like write, he says, like, uh, this like is a, you could write I a sexy it. vampire book. About your depression, you understand you could do that, but don't right? but don't I'm bullshit me here. Twilight. Don't don't bullshit me here. You you have I think everybody on here maybe not maybe not Doug. I don't know what Doug does with his with his daytime, but I, I bet most of the people on here have probably written something where they were just they didn't really have necessarily a good idea aside from they just wanted to make something that seemed deep. And maybe I'm just the only person who's done that. Like in in my uh, youth, certainly you are entirely correct. Um, and I, like I, to, I feel like he's just doing like that, and the problem is, is that he's like listen, in his late twenties and he's doing it, and I did me. it when I was fifteen. Listen to me. I went to Columbia University film school. I heard about so that. Of course, <laughs> so of course, everything I write was me trying to be deep. Um, but that was God, then. There's this one screenplay called Soul Dash. <laughs> oh my God! I ah uh, God! Don't <laughs> Soul Dash was Soul Dash was bad. I don't think I ever showed you that one. I don't think I ever mentioned you. Yes, you did. I did. Yes, you okay. did. I've known you for a long time. There's one, there's one that was actually worse called Steal Away, spelled S-T-E-E-L, about, like about a 19-year-old teenager who worked at a steel mill despite wanting to go to college. Um, and I swear to God, no one, I don't think anyone's ever seen that screenplay. It's, it's, it's bad. No, but yeah. I've done it too. So, you know, it's like when I was like 15, like that, <laughs> it says, you know, and I discovered that, you know, things can be depressing I don't think that you could be in the RPG maker community and not at least make one game where you were basically like, like I said, like you didn't really have an idea, like you just wanted to be deep. <laughs> I, I think I think that was my first, the first game me and Dave worked on, and we were we were teenagers then. It was called Lonely Hearts, and and about uh, uh, you know several years later, after the RPG maker thing was most done. I think I released a comic, uh, like a stick figure comic, as to how I really actually felt now that I was older and got some distance from it. That was um, uh, it's pretty self-critical, but it's it important that I write, you know, how stupid and, and wank fodder that was. I mean, I feel like as a, just a creator of things, like, you want to tell a story like that. It's, it's appealing. Like, it's much more appealing or satisfying to write the story about, like, the guy who has to come to terms with his own mortality than it is like the guy who, who like gets hit with a pie. But the thing is, like at the end, at the end of it, you have to look at that and say, like, 
well, this is this is not really good. This is just masturbatory. I'm going to put it aside. Let me put it this way. Games like, are about so, jumping on turtles. Let, let me put it this way. When well, I, that's like the instinct, and I th- I don't think it ever goes away as a creator. But the hardest yeah. thing to do is make people feel feelings, right? But the most you can do is you can just keep working, you can keep doing it, and um, and just kind of do the process. Certainly, the more you understand about the process, the better it's going to make things for you, the easier it's going to make things for you, um, and the more you can tell a natural feeling story. Like, that's the big problem here. The beginner's guide doesn't feel natural, and I think that's what we're all saying. But it did um, make me feel boredom and agony with and I, ease, but, and that, those are both feelings. But I, th- <laughs> I think the more... <laughs> You kind of work at it, the more you kind of learn about it, and like even those other screenplays that I wrote that I I had to write for Columbia, I had I had, I had to do those. Um, but even those I wrote, that was like just another step towards getting to a place where I could make these things feel more natural, and where I can work these ideas into other ideas. Like the Beginner's Guide even has has this moment where he talks about how his how his friend Coda um, got stuck. On in a tube because he was so on fat. Prisons. How <laughs> <laughs> his friend Coda got stuck on making these prisons, and it's like you know, at what point does it become unhealthy? And 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 Coda keeps working on these prisons despite at this point other people going on working on another idea, and that's not true. You you get one idea, you work with it. It might not work. Uh, you return to that idea. It still might not work. You go to another idea. You come back to that old idea, and you keep working with it. You keep working with it, and you keep working with it until you get something that you're satisfied with. And you're like, oh fuck, I finally conquered this idea. That feels good. Um, I mean, I mean, Monet painted the same bridge like two hundred times, but what does he know about art? My friend's yeah, got no problem because he keeps doing push-ups. Like every day, he does push-ups, and that can't be healthy. He's <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same. <laughs> He's clearly obsessed with push-ups. I want to make sure that we give I, Lucio his, his shot at his games here, but I, I think before we go, I do have a, a really good question, which is, let's just suppose the opposite about the Beginner's Guide, and let's just suppose that it is 100% true, and he stole all those games from some guy and stuck a lamppost in them and like fucked them all up and then put them on the internet with a voiceover. Do you have any more respect for that game? I mean... In like I have, an, I have in more like respect a, for him for having enormous balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like in kind of an evil kind of way I do. Yeah. Basically, your friend up. told you, please, like, don't show anybody else my game, so you fucked it all up. I respect your terrible nature. Like, just a, I, I, I respect that you did this shitty thing. <laughs> what a, like the, the last fuck you. Catastrophic <laughs> troll scenario. <laughs> All right, um, we've been we we need to get this done because we've been holding we've been holding Lucio back for weeks. Lucio, we all got to play some bad games, and we all got to talk about some bad games. And then there's you off in the corner, not being able to tell us about the glories of Hotel Manager and and uh, Megara game. Oh yeah, so now, I don't know why you sent me two. I didn't. I, I, did, I, I didn't. It wasn't my intent to uh, to send you that as your bad game. I was just sending you that as like a friendly gift. <laughs> I, I see. I found that. I'm, I'm going to make a video game where I talk about how my friend Jared tried to. Pass oh, I want to talk about. I want to ask. I want to ask. Did, did Hotel Manager take you back to your roots? Uh, not really. So, what Jay's talking about is that a, a few years ago I used to work at Sandals Hotels. 
If you don't know what that is, that's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm guessing it's a hotel. I've been in one. Hotels are horrible, right? And and they make you hide people in a fundamental level. Hotel manager made me hate the people that made it in a fundamental level, um, because it's it's just it's a bad game, but it's not fun. But it's just bad. It's badly designed. It's bad. It has bad graphics. Um, so basically you have, your goal is to make a hundred million euros and you have, it is, yes, it is. You have one hotel. So, so let me, let me, ask since your goal is to make 100 million euros, does anything like, so you know how like SimCity has little disasters that'll occur nope. to, to knock you down. So let me ask, does hotel manager have a disaster such as say James Bond shoots up your hotel? I wish. And you have to fix that. would actually that. make it interesting. <laughs> so the only what thing stopping you from making your million dollars is just you haven't pushed enough buttons? <laughs> right. So so it looks very deep when you first go into it. But then as you start playing it, you realize that basically what you need to do, all you have to do to win is just make one hotel profitable for one month. And then that will just keep carrying on until you reach that goal. Like. Literally, all you need to do is just make one of the profitable and just walk away from the computer for like ten hours. You know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hung up on my idea now. You know, fuck Jared's earlier idea. I think I'm going to make like hotel manager game where you get little disasters, like you get a little Jason Bourne come through and shoot it up. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Hey, here's how we make this game. You, you run a hotel and you go into the rooms after guests have stayed there, and what the state the room is in tells you about your guests, right? And then you get to clean it. Yeah, and then you get to clean it. Oh God, it's got everything. And maybe the so. Let me ask you a question, guys. Line. Do you like being able to take screenshots on your games? No. What about saving? I, I do. I love taking screenshots. You know that. Did you say what about saving? Yes. What about saving your game? Do you like saving your game? Like saving my progress. <laughs> I, yes. I do like. I do happen to like saving my progress on video As games. I actually think that's one of the best like revolutions that we had in gaming is the ability to save the game. Oh god! Well, you might know what to sucks. get this game on Steam because the Steam overlay doesn't work, so oh, it good. doesn't save any of your progress. Oh good! I mean, that's what I want when. No, so that's my a secret playtime. Only about resource management. It's not even about exactly resource management. Because all you do is like you ask for resources, and then you just let the game go. You just wait. You just have to sit back and wait until you make your million dollars. <laughs> There's, uh, there's, the only game like that I can think of that has less gameplay than this is the Beginner's Guide. <laughs> Poor Beginner's Guide. So anyway, fuck you, Jared. I <laughs> I don't really like auto saves, and what I started doing, you know, with my PlayStation Four saves and since video games on PlayStation Four like to be very assholeish. I've made um a lot of usage out of my online uploads and out of my USB backups. Just fuck that noise. Well, I mean, then you probably won't want to play this game. I mean, I know how I much mean, I, I don't think I want to play that game anyway, <laughs> but not necessarily for that reason. So the other game that I played was uh, Adventures of Total Levels of Hercules Girl Power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which Jared sent to me apparently as a friendly gift, which I, I'm going to have to reconsider a friendship now. I think it's a sequel, isn't it? It's a sequel, yeah. So it's the third one in a, in a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, don't send me other two, please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it says, it says three, it, which, is, which indicates there are two other ones. Yeah, there's... So, 
In this game, Hercules and Cerberus, for some reason, um, get kidnapped by a tentacle monster. Oh, it sounds sexy already. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and so you play as Megara, trying to save him. Now, let me ask you a question. How much do you guys know about Megara from like mythology? I know from in the Disney movie, she was Meg, and then she got trapped under a rock. And she was right. a babe. A babe. Yeah. So in mythology, Megara was actually given to Hercules for doing something. I forgot what the fuck it was. But her father just basically gave it to him, right? What? It's like, like she was given him for the... Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, it's just, here, you know, you, you did it. Off you did the fuck my daughter. Um, so they have six kids. And the story goes that Hera tricks Hercules into getting really mad and he kills their six children. And depending on the version of the story that you're reading, he either kills her too, or gives them to his uh, nephew, Iolos, um, as a gift. Because, you know, oh, you know, she's damaged goods now, so I don't need her. Here, bro, I'm done. So, you know, I, I having, like, problems wanting to help this lady save this guy after, <laughs> all, <laughs> after all this stuff. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like it should be, you know... You, like, you know, Hercules got kidnapped. I can run away now. Um, so but, in this game, you don't control Megara. You control two slaves that she has. Of course. And basically, <laughs> all, you, all you do is click really fast through the stage, clearing obstacles. Are you, are, is that you cracking the whip? Right. Basically. So are they, are they literal slaves, or is that just what you're calling them? No, I'm just calling them that. I don't know what the fuck they are. They're just there. They don't have like any like bearing on the story. Like, the story is all about Megara. They're not even in the cutscenes. I didn't even notice that this was the third one of the game. I wouldn't have gotten it for you if I'd known it was the the third of a set of three. But why? Why, why does that change things? Well, I, the reason why I got it for him was actually just because of the subtitle "Girl Power." <laughs> um, Sure. <laughs> well, there's probably some story he has to. Just as good a reason as any. <laughs> Shin Megara Tensai. <laughs> Shin Megara. <laughs> that sounds bad. Oh uh, come on! Well, I mean, a good game if I had to use Megara to fight demons. <laughs> anyway, so what? So you didn't enjoy the Twelve Labors of Hercules? Hercules. So the Twelve Labors of Hercules actually has no fail state. Oh cool! Oh good. So, so I gave you two really easy games, at least. <laughs> so you can't... Yeah, I, I never finished Nolan in the Dark. <gasps> I'm sure you missed all the best parts. I'm Just sure I did. I, I, yes. I stuck, I stuck to, uh, to this game far longer than I should have. <laughs> and it's mind-numbing because every stage is the same. There's, like, no variety on it. You just click on shit really fast. I think and depending on fa- how fast you, you finish it, you get, like, star ratings. Like, if this was an iOS game, I might be a little more sympathetic to it, but there's just nothing there. Like, I could be playing so much more stuff. Okay, but you I do feel like part three, right? a game where it's really bad, and yet we keep playing it just because... I played it because I, ha- I you know, knew that I was going to have to talk about it in the podcast. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think anyone would have made you, and... I wasn't you're the one that kept Lucio. You're the one that kept reminding us you played it. Jared didn't remember. <laughs> it, it really Twelve Labors of Hercules. Like I said, I, it, my intention was for you to never speak of it again. I it was just like, here you go, Lucio, have fun. 
I don't remember. I don't remember what message I sent you when I sent that game to you, but I basically saw it and I was like, I need to buy this for somebody. And I looked at my friends list and I'm like, who should have this? And uh, for whatever reason, I just decided Lucio. <laughs> All I have uh, to say is that you, uh, you should be careful when you do things like that, because that's how we got Cherry Tree Comedy High. Well, no, a, that was that was Jason. Doesn't matter. But Jared did get me Jack Orlando by accident. <laughs> Check out this one. awesome. Yeah, I don't remember you saying thank you for that. <laughs> I, mean, I would have much rather get Jack Orlando than the Tony It's not Rocky. bad so far. Right? <laughs> You've actually been playing yeah, it. <laughs> oh, man. I played like the first, the first hour of it. Mm. But the first hour of it, like there's like a, a long like 15 minute cutscene. Animated cutscene for this like 1997 text adventure game or whatever. Good, that's what it needed. Yeah, so it's like you know Kojima cutscenes. Forty hours. Hey, let's talk about how great Kojima is for the remainder of this podcast. Hideo Kojinius. Yeah, Hideo Kojinius. Yeah. You know what? You know what Kojima would, would do? He wouldn't make a story about a fat guy who's sad about his You know life. what? You know what? Now that he's free of Konami, he can do that. So hold your horses there, big boy. <laughs> I, thought that I, was know, be, I thought that was going to be Jade Raymond's next next project. No, I remember what Jade Raymond said. She said her she wants her next project to be about an old person that has to get to the bus. Actually, that sounds like a pretty good game. It this is actually real, too. She, she actually said game? this. Like, this is what she really wants. Like a point-and-click puzzle game. But like a game where an old person has to fill out their Medicare forms. <laughs> like oh, like papers, please. I, <laughs> I play that where, game in real life. I can't do that. How, how, happy are you guys, how happy are you guys that we basically spent the entire podcast on Beginner's Guide? I think we had a nice discussion. I feel yeah, I think it was actually one of the best discussions we had. Actually, and now that we're closing out of the podcast, I feel like we can get a little self-masturbatory with it. Guys, we really did a great job analyzing that game, didn't we? <laughs> I'm just so sad. Why are you sad, no Michael? No matter what I do, everything seems gray. Oh, well, we all have that deep pit inside us full of sadness no, and despair. No, yes. no, Jared, you don't understand. This is different. No, I do. You're just not explaining it well enough. No, no Jared, uh, my sadness is more important than all of your sadnesses. No, it's, whoa, it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. My sadness is the good sadness. Okay, first of all, guys, I went to Best Buy because I heard they had Marth stocks and they didn't have one, so don't try to tell me that you know anything about sadness. Well, yeah. I guess Jared's life is the worst. There we go. Anyway, if you enjoyed our genius analysis of the Beginner's Guide today... Um, good, because if you didn't, it would mean something was wrong with your brain. Instead of buying it, send us $10. So, yeah, we could use 10 of your dollars. Yeah, yeah. take the $10 you save by watching it on YouTube, which is exactly what you should do, and send it to us. Please. You should do that. You should should add it to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash enemy slime. Uh, don't worry that they just got hacked. Everything's fine. Doug's still here. <laughs> That's right. They got yeah, I'm, not, I'm not funding the, the site anymore, but I'm still here. Doug's still here. He, everything's fine. Um, but but yeah, come come sign up there and uh, and give us give us your bucks, your big bucks. And uh, if you enjoyed this, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, we just did a nice big video game giveaway on, on Twitter. We gave away some real classics, some real Jack Orlandos, if you will. 
Um, and uh, we'll we'll be doing some more of that towards the end of the month and and a little bit later. So uh, you know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Maybe you'll get a free game out of it. it could be it could be cool. Um, drop a drop us a line and tell us how many times you want us to sleep in the next podcast. Let us know. We'll uh, we'll we'll ca- we'll tally each one and we'll figure out how many times we should say it. Tell us your sadness. Tell us about your deep sadness. Why are so, you, here, since, since why are you sad, get, listener? We didn't get to game in, game in the shell this week. I'm going to try and sign up for your stupid beta because I bet you I can get it instantly. All right, there you go. Uh, a challenge has been uh, has been issued, and stay tuned next week to oh, find yeah. out what happens with the stupid we beta. We, we, we have a bet running that we need to mention on the podcast. We do. Should we mention it just for legal reasons to make sure that it's truly bound in stone, the stone <laughs> of the it. internet? Let's do it. All right. So if you're if you're curious, uh, Jay and I now have a bet going. My uh, my statement is that by the end of the Wii U's life cycle, meaning the first day that Nintendo has released a a uh, new console, a new piece of hardware, meant to replace the Wii U, by the way. This would exclude like a 3DS iteration or something like that. So, Which we will get. So basically, whenever the NX shows up, uh, on the day it releases, if Splatoon has surpassed Smash Brothers for Wii U in total overall lifetime sales, I will pay Jay $100. And conversely, if, uh, if it has not surpassed Smash Brothers for Wii U sales then Jay will pay me $100. Does that sound like our... 100 American dollars? 100 American dollars, yep. And it is American dollars, and it will be paid digitally. No penny shenanigans, none of that horse shit. Don't even try it. Uh, And start saving now, Jay, because I am winning this bet. Do you accept Facebook trades? I I accept Facebook dollars. (laughs) I don't accept, like, I don't... Are you going to give me, like, a Facebook account? No, no, it'll be... be, You are Jay now. It'll be a Facebook Gold account, which is happening. Which, by the way, don't forget to post on your Facebook page that um, you are free of any accounts that Facebook may want to put you on. If you don't make this like privacy policy statement on your Facebook page, they will release all of your privacy. That is important information, and you got it right here on the Enemy Slime podcast. Um, if <laughs> This is 100% real. If someone tries to charge you for Facebook, don't worry. Legally, they can't. As long as you just say you were on that website as part of a prank, then they can't actually <laughs> collect any money from you. If you are concerned, uh, just message me your social security number on Facebook, and I'll get you covered. All right, there you go. Michael's got you covered. I think with that, we have said our fill, our peace. Man, what a great job we did. We are amazing. Uh, make sure you join us next week for what's sure to be an even better podcast. Uh, And I think with that, we're out. I'm so sad.